Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. Morning everyone. It's uh, cafe church time, so you, you have the pleasure of listening to me drone on this morning. Aren't you lucky people? So, let's open in prayer, shall we? Father, I want to thank you that we are um, still able to meet together. And actually, last week in the park was brilliant and we long to be back together again. But we've, we've made this um, virtual church work over this COVID period. And Lord, you have worked in our hearts um, just as much and possibly even more. So mm. we thank you for that. I pray that we have open hearts this morning for what you need, or what you've got for each one of us um, when we look at this next part of Paul's first missionary journey together and that we can have um, some laughter and some worship and just be your family together learning about you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So it is Cafe Church time and we are on the um, last visit of Paul's first missionary journey today so hopefully you all have received and looked at the um story sheet in your email so you've all pre-read um if not and you want to pre-read while i hand over to martin to give us the notices you can find it very quickly it's acts 14 verses 19 to 23 so it's only five verses which you could probably all read while martin tells us our week's notices so over to martin so good morning everyone and uh yeah, just to really outline um, uh, what you possibly already have picked up if you've uh, managed to read my e-news, which is next Sunday we're on Zoom uh, meeting for communion, and then the following Sunday we're back on Zoom for one of our regular meetings, and then uh, we are hopefully back in the park uh, for the... Uh, last Sunday of June and then we'll maybe even back at Community Wise all together for the first Sunday in July and we would like to make that a special occasion and if we possibly can to arrange a barbecue afterwards and really have a, a you know a, a, a pleasant uh, gathering together uh, enjoy one another's company over food uh, mm. afterwards on on that Sunday. So those are the main uh, sort of Sunday, the main Sunday plans going forward. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to just uh, ask the Kellys if they want to add anything more about church camp because that's the other thing which we are thinking about going forward. Uh, nothing specific, only to say that we're just finalising the. The flyers and the booking forms and we'll work a way of getting those to people probably we'll get you martin to include a pdf or access to a pdf in the newsletter but then also we'll we'll aim to drop them around to folks houses as well so let's give us a shout if you want one okay. yeah do yeah do give us a shout if you need a, a paper booking form yeah brilliant thank you very much okay yeah uh justin back to you okay Excellent. So now we have our exciting notices out of the way. We are going to move into our first part of Cafe Church. So 
I used to work in um, construction sales. And whenever we used to take an order, we used to have to take people's postcodes. And there's this thing called the NATO phonetic alphabet, which probably some of you are well used to. So it's Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, etc., etc., etc. So I thought we'll have a little bit of fun this morning. So you're all going to need a piece of paper and a pen, or if you want to be digital, your phone. I'm going to share my screen, and I have put three words on the screen. And I need you to come up with a phonetic way of saying these three words, but not your phonetic way. You've got to try and guess what words I've decided to use for the letters that are going to come up on your screen. And then you can score yourselves just for a bit of fun to see who possibly knows the way my mind works better. So let me share my screen. Our phrase that you need to phonetically work out is Paul in Durba, which is what our story is about. So you've got to come up with a phonetic word for P-A-U-L-I-N-D-E-R-B-E. And the E's are two separate ones. But try and think, what would Justin have done? And I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. So the timer's about to go on. And then we'll see where we get to. Here we go. We're done. So I'm going to share my screen and see what we'll see what I came up with. And then well, I'll drop the screen off and we come off mute and see what other people came up with. See how many got close to me. So here we go. Here's mine. Pin, apple, unicorn, lemon, ink, note, dust. Egg, raisin, bread, and extra. So they were my, my ones. While I try and work my screen out, who would like to take themselves off mute and tell me what they came up with? So I can see the hand in the Kelly household. Take yourselves off mute and tell us yours, please. Um, we've actually done the story of it. Pigs okay, go for it. Pigs, pigs ate up leaves inside naughty ducks' evil room, being evil. Cool. Brilliant. Anybody else want to take? Anybody else got some? Just take yourself off mute and yeah. shout them out, please. We didn't get very far. We just got Pyrex apple under lettuce. Pyrex apple under lettuce. Okay. We got apple the same as you. Hey, that could be a point. I got, do you want to know? Yes, please. Okay, okay. I got what I thought you would write, Justin. Go on then. You did answer that, okay. So you've got paper, antipasta, urgent, lullaby. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> then you got into normal. Okay. And then you've got endless, ridiculous, belonging, and everlasting. Yeah, that's cool. That's, you. that's me. So, so 
I've got ridiculous and normal in the same same conversation with me. So that probably sums me up quite well. Anybody um, else wants to share? And everlasting. Thank you, Rosie. Anybody else want to share what they got? No? So just a little bit of fun, but actually does tie into some of what we've been learning about Paul's journey. Because Paul was traveling through separate cultures, but was actually able to communicate things of the gospel to those different cultures. Now, he would have been a learning man and there would have been probably some shared language across that part of the world. But we already know the beginning of Acts, when Pentecost came, that he spoke, the Holy Spirit enabled them to speak in different languages. So it got me just thinking a little bit of how sometimes we have to change our communication methods to communicate things of the gospel. And here's a different way of communicating today's theme. Now, Eddie, I'm going to hand over to you now. Uh, if you are happy to lead us in our worship this morning. Uh, this this morning, uh, just um, going to read Psalm 91. Um, and then we're going, I'm going to start off by uh, playing a rousing hymn. I uh, thought it would be nice to have the organ one. Um, and uh, so I'm going to read Psalm 91 before we start. And um, it's kind of all just about God looking after us. Um, so let's let our praise this morning about God being our refuge, our, um, um, our saviour, our protector, um, and uh, uh, totally trustworthy. Um, so I'll, I'll read Psalm 91 and then we'll sing. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I shall answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. After this um, hymn, if you'd like to share scriptures or prayers, um, then feel free. Father, I thank you that um, your name is great and that you are above the heavens um, and that you, but you are also here on earth with us 
um, caring about every little thing and that under your wings we have shelter and we find refuge and we can trust you Lord Jesus thank you Father Amen Thank you Lord that you're from everlasting to everlasting and uh, to be honest I don't quite understand what that means but it's something big Lord and you are you're always there and you always will be and you always were there. And that's just such um, too big a thing for my mind to, to comprehend, Lord, and to think we'll be spending eternity discovering new things about you, Lord, is just incredible. And I, um, I just uh, thank you that you're beyond our understanding so that when we're in tricky situations, Lord, your understanding is working things out for us, Lord, because uh, you are eternity for us, Lord. And we just praise you and thank you that um, we are um, we are an eternal, eternal beings now because of Jesus, because of that blood of Jesus, we will be forever um, uh, uh, worshipping you and, and knowing you deeper, Lord. What a wonderful thing, Lord. And I just thank you for hope that you've given us for our lives, Lord. Amen. Father, that psalm so clearly says to us that you do not uh, take us out of this world and its troubles. We are very much in it. Sometimes there are battles Sometimes there are plagues and pestilences. Um, things come against us. There are harms and disasters and all sorts of things. Uh, the, your promise to us is not that we should, are taken out of this world and removed from it, but that you are our shelter in them. Lord, you protect us through them. You give us the strength to overcome in the midst of them. And you keep us and watch over us. And uh, you, you give us your grace, your daily grace in the midst of them. So thank you, Lord, for that. I pray that you will make us a robust people. Lord, that you would uh, make us strong in you and that we like the psalmist will call upon your name in the day of trouble we will seek refuge in you in times of trouble lord that we will uh, put our trust in you and gain our strength and wisdom from you just those times we need it lord uh in these days it could be you you we may be encountering more difficulty in the days to come, not less. Lord, strengthen us by your might, by your inner power. Lord, by your gracious covering and protection. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord, and actually Jesus quoted those scriptures, that very psalm. He spoke. And uh, he's, it, it came true that uh, he drew on your word when he was being tempted uh, by the devil. And Lord, we follow in his footsteps, dear Father. Thank you. There's so much in your word. It's repeated over and over again how you care for us, how you shelter us, how you look after us, how you're with us in 
all kinds of problems and situations. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Thank you, Lord. We are your children. Amen. Okay, so I've got um, a couple more songs uh, to sing, which we'll sing one after the other. One of them is the Victor's Crown, which um, I've now played a couple of times, which, and I feel like we're beginning to uh, get to learn it. So when we're back in church, then I'll have to learn it on a piano. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. That was brilliant. Um, that last song, Your Grace is Enough, leads me really brilliantly into um, our next bit of what we're going to look or think about this morning. Um, while we're talking about missionary journeys this morning, um, I really felt that we should pray for Dan and Susie Dugmore this morning. Two weeks ago, they left South Africa on um, a bit of an epic drive, should we say working their way back up towards Malawi. So between the Sunday they left and last Sunday, they traveled two and a half thousand kilometers um, from South Africa. And last Sunday crossed into Mozambique. And through this journey, they're visiting 12 wildland bases. Now, some of you who will follow them um, on Facebook today may have seen the post today. Today's leg of the journey is 462 kilometers which due to the roads they're going to take or have to take because it's going to take them about 11 hours through what was rebel held mozambique countryside um fortunately the unrest in mozambique is far north from where they are now but it's the military presence which seems to be a big part of their delay um and we're talking roads, we've used Dan's phrase, car-breaking potholes. Um, we think our potholes across Eastbourne are bad, but I don't think we've got anything which is, can be described as car-breaking. So I think it would be brilliant. You know, that song, you know, it's all about grace. You know, this 11-hour journey needs God's grace to safely carry them to the next YRAM base um, without fear of interruption or fear of being stopped either by rebels or, or even the government soldiers who are um, from some of my last discussions with him almost as bad as rebels um, and that actually they arrive safely and continue this epic journey visiting these 12 YRAM bases. So uh, I'll lead us in prayer and so let's just hold down Susie, Susie and um, Ben and Beth up to the Lord. Father, I want to thank you for Dan and Susie and the commitment that they have made to serve you in Africa, no matter what it takes. And in this season that they have been prepared to give up, um, if you like, the stability of even having a home on a base to journey through Africa, visiting all these YWAM bases, large and small, um, to bring encouragement and teaching um, and your wisdom on how best they can reach their communities for you. We thank you for the provision and protection that we already hear and have been able to be part of uh, in this journey so far. Um, the provision of a new, more secure, safe, more reliable vehicle. Um, the respite 
in South Africa that they so badly needed as well. And now they're on this next epic leg of 12 bases and by the end of this week, having done five and a half thousand kilometers and still not finished. We pray protection on them. We pray that your angels will travel before, alongside and behind that vehicle, that it will glide over these um, car breaking potholes, that they will find grace and favor any checkpoints that they need to pass. We pray protection on them as a family unit. Um, we, we pray energy and alertness for whoever's doing the lion's share of the driving, that they will be guided by you supernaturally safely to their destination. And we, we pray um, provision for their earthly needs, but also their spiritual needs as they are on this sort of like nomadic um, leadership journey. And we thank you for them. And we just put them in your hands in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And yes, I, at some point when they are settled in the base, I want to get hold of Dan so we can actually get some, some more feedback about how this next part of the journey journey's gone and see where they get to. So before we move from that journey to Paul's journey, uh, we're quarter past 11, it is Cafe Church. So I think we probably all need a couple of minutes to be able to refill our cups of coffee or mugs of tea. Uh, it's Cafe Church. So if you did read your, your email, it, it's down to you to have provided your own pastries this morning. So this is your coffee, pastry or biscuit break. So take a couple and we will be back and see where Paul has got to. Well, I know Paul's on the screen there, but that's not the Paul we're talking about this morning. So refill your cups. We seem to have the majority of people have, have returned. So hopefully suitably with coffee cups armed. And I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to be so rude to, to ask everybody to show us if they've got their pastries or their biscuits. So we are back to Paul and Barnabas. I'm just going to share my screen and hopefully this will work a bit easier this time. So we can actually see where we have got to. Okay, so hopefully you can all see our map on your screen. So we know they traveled to Cyprus, across to Pathos, hit the mainland, up Antioch, this your last time, and today we end up in Durban. So, have I got my Four readers, please. You've got thumbs up. Okay, so my four readers would like to take themselves off of mute. And they are going to read us our scripture this morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, filters off. Right. Readers, take it away, please. Do I start? Yeah. If you're the first, if you're the first then, nineteen, then please start. Then some Jews came from Antioch, yeah, and Iconium, and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. After 
the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. Derby. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Inchium, and Antioch. Paul and Barnabas appointed enders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting communicated them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Cool. Excellent. Thank you, guys. So this is our next phase of, of the journey. Um, if you remember, last time we were in um, Lystra and Paul and Barnabas had healed a man and, they, and the people of Lystra thought that they had been or been visited by um, their, their Greek god Zeus and it all got a bit, a bit confused and then Paul put them all right. And when you look at these bits of verses, there's not a, a huge amount going on here in some senses. There's no obvious miracles. There's no obvious great aha moments. Until you scratch a little bit deeper, which hopefully when we go out into breakout rooms, you, you will. But I just want to put a couple of things for you to think about when you're chatting with each other about this, this part of the journey, perhaps compared to the others. Do you catch what happens at the beginning of this story? Paul is being followed by disgruntled Jewish believers from previous cities. It's not the city where he has just been that causes the trouble. It's from previous cities coming, cause trouble, and stone Paul. And they leave him alone because they think he's dead. Now, we're not told much more apart from the disciples gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. Now, if you've been stoned and left for dead, and then people gather around to you and you get back up and go back into the city, was there some form of miraculous healing going on there? Maybe something you want to discuss. Especially when it says, and the next day, he and Barnabas left for Derba. Well, that's a 58-mile walk is what I found out. Well, we had a really full-on <coughs> live wires evening on Friday, and I got him home a bit battered and bruised, and there'll be no way I could have walked 58 miles after playing two hours' worth of laser tag with the kids on Friday night, let alone having been stoned and then walked 58 miles. So something was obviously happening there. See what you think. And off they go into the next city. They, they preached. They won a large number of disciples. And then they returned, working their way back through the cities they had been to, strengthening disciples and encouraging them, and appointing elders in the churches as they went. Now, there's the phrase in verse 22, where Paul is saying, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Um, and it'll be quite interesting when we're in our breakout rooms in a couple of minutes to 
if you want to chat around that verse, what's your understanding of that verse? What is Paul perhaps um, through, through the ages, through the scripture, talking to us about our past experience in this past year, about, you know, we need to go through many hardships or possibly in the near future, in the changes and in the years to come. What's our understanding? What's been our personal experience of that sort of verse and how can we encourage each other with them? And Martin mentioned this last week, and this goes back to um, Eddie's very first Cafe Church in this series, and we're almost at the end of where we are on this journey. And we have this um, action that they did, along with prayer, they fasted. And it has come up quite regularly across the months when we have done and been talking around Cafe Church, and sometimes the Sunday after or the Sunday before as well. And I know we had a discussion about it right back at the beginning, but maybe looking back over the weeks of looking at Paul's journeys, maybe this idea of, you know, what is God, is God perhaps actually trying to say something to us personally or us corporately with the fact that through our Cafe Church Sundays, this subject of fasting has, has appeared quite regularly and seems to have had a real effect in the missionary work of Paul. So there's just a few bits and pieces that um, really on five verses, which sometimes cannot seem to have a lot of depth to them, that if we sit and chat it through, I'm pretty sure we'll find some depth together. So Martin, are you ready with our Zoom breakout rooms? I think the small possibly says yes. Probably. Are we are we ready to go, everybody? I think whatever happens, however long we give each other, or we say we're going to set these rooms for, I think I can probably guarantee it's not going to be enough time. So, yeah, how long do you want? I don't know. What do people want? What do you want? Do we want fifteen minutes in our Zoom rooms to chat this through? Does that sound good? What we we're half eleven. Fifteen minutes, and then uh, in your in your rooms nominate somebody who will feed back some thoughts to us so that we can all learn from each other so 15 minutes and martin's ready he can have the finger of power and we can all disappear and see where we end up one of the, one of the things I, I miss about cafe church not being in the same room is the hubbub of the groups around the tables talking and discussing yeah. up being when we do yeah. um and also some of the creativity that we can have um i wouldn't have wanted to be doing the tower of babel one on zoom you know if you remember when we first did that cafe church we all got you building towers around your tables and things it's i can't i cannot wait till we are doing cafe church in person in the building it has yeah. such a um I think a special feel to it, hearing everybody discuss um, the theme. So, uh, Martin, how many groups did we have? Did we have four? Okay, so. Three, three, three. three. Have we got three people who are feeding back from their groups then? Yes, Rob. Yes, Joe. <laughs> Andy. Okay, so that was Joe. Uh, <laughs> Claire, Claire was our one. Thank you. 
Okay, Robin Cash. Andy. <laughs> okay, so go on then. Let's start with Joe. Joe. How this has happened. Come on, Joe. You're much more. You've been in the faith longer than those elders that were appointed. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Rich pointed out the um. The parallel between um, Jesus arriving um, on Palm Sunday in Jerusalem and how he went from being celebrated to very quickly the crowds turning on him and ending up crucified and and pointed out the parallel between that and Paul and Barnabas being mistaken for gods and then here we've got the people turning against them um, so that was interesting uh, what else did we talk about we noted that um, something miraculous must have happened when the believers gathered around him and that these believers or disciples, it says, I think in the NIV, um, it says believers in mind, must probably have been quite new converts. Um, what else did we talk about? I don't wanna to say too much, I'm gonna leave things for the other groups. Um, What else did we say? <laughs> the, um, the, the different narratives about fear, people being fearful yeah. and, and yes, um, choosing. Yeah, so what a big deal it was to actually choose to still follow and still um, to set up a church and be made an elder in this hostile environment mm -hmm. was enormous. Um, and for Paul, the courage it would have taken to, to go back to these dangerous places after mm. being stoned. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are the main the main mm. points. Okay, cool. Uh, right, Rob, what, what about your group? <laughs> right, yeah, so we obviously feel, feel somewhat persecuted by our group that we had to be the speakers, but that's okay. We'll survive. <laughs> Um, so what did we talk about? We talked about how we look, we thought about the hardships in our own lives and kind of broadly agreed that we'd want easy hardships if possible, nothing too, nothing too strenuous for us, uh, please God. Um, we, we did start thinking about um, brothers and sisters that we know were, that we know who faced persecution and what the theme that started emerging was it was much easier to um, much easier to recall those people who were living or who were working or who were missionaries abroad. So we thought about Dan and Susie and the, the hardships they've put themselves in the way of. Uh, we thought about Nancy and Prabhu. Uh, sorry, Prabhu and Nancy. Yeah, Nancy and Prabhu. Um, we thought about the church in, in China. And we sort of, then that led us to think, well, what does, that's fine to think about what persecution might look like in a foreign land, which is obviously what, what Paul was facing in a, in a foreign land. But um what does it look like in the UK? And I think where we kind of arrived was that in our country, although Martin mentioned last week that we do need to be very much on our on our guard about what will happen uh, in and to the church over the next five or ten years, actually to face these hardships down, you really do have to put yourself in the way in the way and step out. And we talked about um, we looked at two sort of examples: folk who go into Busy places like Eastbourne Town Centre, and we'll 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 bring the bring the gospel there, whether successfully or unsuccessfully. And we thought about street pastors, people who put themselves out there at you know the latest hours of the day or the earliest hours of the morning, and come up alongside people. So two very different 
ways of putting yourself um, in the way uh, to face hardship and to face possible persecution, but two ways that you can uh, interact with people and come um, up alongside people. So yeah, that was uh, that was where we got to in our uh, in our fifteen minutes. Cool. Um, Claire, have you got some feedback from your group? Uh, yeah, we had. Um, well, firstly, I, I just shared how it struck me that um, when um, the people who came and uh, caused trouble and Paul, as a result, Paul was sort of beaten up, that it kind of reflected back that sometimes stuff that's happened in the past can come up and beat us up and floor us and we're kind of uh, paralysed by it. But um, it, it, but God can raise us up, you know, the Holy Spirit can change that situation and raise us up uh, and that, you know, our past life, the, the Lord has control over that if we surrender to it. And then we spoke a little bit about the types of persecution that we experience now. And Andy shared about uh, an occasion just recently where he was kind of laughed at for sharing sharing the word. And, and Ellie spoke about perhaps um, we have a different sort of um, persecution these days. In the past, we you know we don't get so beaten up physically, but but we do like psychologically and emotionally. And um, also like there are sort of things in, in the, that we look at, that we entertain in our lives that kind of um, persecute us by taking us away from the Lord. We just sort of think we've got a good life um, uh, and that sort of no real hardships, there's no real battles in our life in that way. So, and then we went on to talk about fasting and um, talking about, um, you know, individual type of fasting and what is fasting. But then we also talked about communal fasting as a group and as a church in that, um, you know, if you fast together as a church, then you're perhaps bringing something stronger as a group in agreement. Um, whereas individually is also good. But then there's also the, the issues about uh is it, it well Andy said is it you know if you just say I'm just going to miss neighbours well I, I would say great I'll never watch it it's uh, hardly a sacrifice and so it's more about perhaps something that costs us and even if you know um, Andy mentioned about Daniel or that you know he didn't eat any uh, meat he just had vegetables or something like that so it's so it's there's something about the church as a whole perhaps taking on uh, maybe it's a Lent type thing, but um, but a more something a little bit more shocking for our our physicality that we we realise that we suffer a little bit for it and realise that we are nothing and it's the Lord that upholds us. So I think that's that covers it, doesn't it, folks? Yeah, you got a thumbs up from your group. Cool, excellent. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm just going to put one last thought in there, and then I think we will pray and that will be our, our morning done and then we will be able to go go and enjoy the sunshine um the way these seventy verses end um it's talking about the appointing of the elders um in each church and they're praying the fasting and then you've got this phrase committing them to the lord in whom they had put their trust and this um resonates for all these new new believers this was something totally new and you've pulled this out a lot in some of what you're saying. They were committed to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Yeah. Now, 
I just want to put leave this as a as a posing musing question for all of us um, to take away this Sunday morning. Think about doing this during the week. Do we really live our lives solely committed to the Lord in whom we have put our trust? <coughs> These early believers would have trusted and had to trust in this new faith for, for everything because they were totally countercultural. Um, we have Paul being stoned at the beginning of this story and at the end committing to God in whom they put the, his trust. So as a takeaway, are we that committed that we solely put all our trust in God for everything that we need every day and everywhere that we are going on to do and what's next? It's a deep, hard question to ask personally, but also for us to muse. And I think that's a takeaway also from, from these verses. A few short verses, so much depth. So thank you guys for sticking with us for this part of the Cafe Church journey or exploration of Paul's first missionary journey. So let's pray and then we can get out and enjoy God's beautiful creation or whatever plans that we have for today. Father, I want to thank you that we have in the Bible the explosion of your church, of how these few committed men who were so changed by the Holy <clears throat> Spirit, gave everything up, put themselves at risk and got out there to spread the message. And then the rest of the story is coming where it's not just the men, but also the women of the church out there and changing society, changing the world forever with the stories of your son and your offer of salvation and forgiveness and grace and a hope and a future. I just pray that actually we will seriously consider that question. In whom do we seriously put our trust? Is it in you, the one who is ultimately trustworthy for eternity? Help us, by your grace, to actually explore that in our lives for the better of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the rest of your Sunday morning. Amen. Yeah, and Justin, thank you so much. That's uh, yeah, really a great, <coughs> great time together. Uh, you led it really well. And um, yeah, I just trust and pray that we'll really uh, pick up what you've shared with us and what we've shared together with each other this morning. So thank, thank you for all the hard work you put into preparing it this morning.